The Gold Card Podcast is brought to you by the Esports Department. Gain access to the tools, projections, and analysis trusted by the best for League of Legends and Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Join today at theesportsdepartment.com. Welcome to episode 117 of the Gold Card Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Vince Colotti, at Gelati LOL on Twitter. With me tonight, we're doing another Duo Q show, John. Uh, we've got John George at the Sports Plug. Yeah, baby, I'm here ready for it. We've got uh, some some rocking and rolling. Or bot lane, we got a bot lane duo going on here, right? We've got the Ash 1 trick and uh, whatever. What are you playing, Nautilus these days? I don't even know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm Nautilus and Thresh, really. <laughs> all right, all right. So, uh... One big news topic off the top, but just a general synopsis for how we're going to go through this show. We're not going to be doing the day-by-day this time around because the slates for DFS are going to be a little bit weird. So we're just going to go league-by-league. We'll probably start with the LCK because they're not in playoffs yet. They're finishing the last week of the regular season. And then we'll go through each of the regions because we have playoffs in all three of the other regions right now, as well as the LMS, which I think started playoffs uh, this week too. So uh, before that, uh, big news topic. Ninjas in Pajamas, legacy esports brand. Been around for a long, long time. Multiple sports. They've had a lot more success in other games. But uh, they've. Yeah, primarily a Counter Strike team for yeah, people that a, don't know about that. They've been a great Counter Strike team like, over the years. Like over the past, what, like 15 years, 10 years? Oh, like yeah. There was periods where they were like far and away the best Counter Strike team in the world. Yeah. They, they've stayed solid forever. And they were pretty good when they were in the league scene as well. Um, I don't think they. They've never won any titles or anything, but they had a couple decent seasons. So. Um, they had been kicking around in the uh, developmental leagues in Europe here and there. They've had a couple teams, but they are making a splash and buying into the LPL. They're going to take over Victory 5 spot. Part probably... of a merger. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. Like, Victory 5 is merging with NIP to create one larger organization, which is just interesting to come into the LPL like that and yeah. on a merger. And uh, in the announcement, they kind of talked about wanting to become a global esports brand in in other words like they they're just going to try to have their hands in a bunch of different regions a bunch of different games and uh i mean they even mentioned going public like as like trying to go public like a stock i guess but yep, we'll yep. see how that goes but it's just it's interesting and uh they're just throwing a lot of money at this i can't imagine like i guess if you think about it like what's they were doing like twenty million dollars buy-ins for the LEC and LCS spots at the time, which was a couple years ago. Uh, I'd imagine it's around that or more for the LPL spot. I would think the LPL has got to be. They might be more expensive than buying into the LCS yeah. and LEC. Uh, there's a lot of money flowing around in China right now. I yeah. think there's a lot of people that could throw a lot of money at this. So I'd be a little surprised if it was cheaper than the LEC or LCS. Yeah, uh, Kev makes a good point, which I think uh, I read somewhere else too. And I mostly agreed with. Maybe Dom said it. I forget, but they're just getting more bang for their buck going to the LPL, I think. And I, I would assume they're going to keep some of that infrastructure in place just to have you know feet on the ground, so to speak, there in in, in China. Because I don't I don't think you're just going to see like a full European org just walk over there and okay, we're just a European org in, org in the LPL now. I don't think that's how it's going to be. It's just going to be owned. It's, it, it's like I said, it's a merger, so it's not going to be crazy. But um, 
yeah, it's I mean, it's a lot of money. That that's the big highlight here is like it's a splash because you have a Western organization coming into China, and then it's just a boatload of money. So um, that's kind of like the unanimous thing that's the trend over esports as it's going on is just just huge sums of money. So there's a lot of people with a lot of money that that see it moving forward. Um, I don't think I saw anything about E-Star merging, Kev, but I could be wrong. If they did, I'll look at it. There's something, uh, it's not in the main article, like the, the, like the article, a lot of people have just basically been reposting this exact same same, article about this merger and it's not, it's not specifically in there exactly what's going on. So I'm trying to figure that out as well. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I don't think there was any other news. Did you catch anything? Uh, that feels like, I mean, we could, I guess it's, it's region specific so i'll just wait till the region to talk about this okay um so we're gonna start with the lck today um because they're the last team that we talk about every week on the show or last or uh league that we talk about on the show every week that is in uh the regular season still and um they are in week 10 the catch with week 10 and i wrote about this in my article uh for thursday morning slate is there's a lot of games that are meaningless or could be meaningless. So you kind of have to tread carefully. Uh, in, it's weird. The LCK is almost never locked up this early is 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 the catch here. Like there's almost always like two or three teams battling for playoff spots still. And we kind of have – we have playoffs locked up on Sunday. So it's, it's kind of weird. Uh, we're in like a, a strange spot here where we know all the playoff teams, but they're all battling for seeding. So, like, literally the sixth seed could get to the number one seed. Like, it's possible, which is kind of crazy. So, uh, in that aspect, you're going to have teams that are trying hard, but I also think a lot of these teams that are eliminated, you need to keep an eye out for substitutions, for sure. Uh, I'm going to point to one right away. Uh, just mentioned it for Thursday morning. There's another one on Sunday. But uh, Hamwa Life... Already a team that made a lot of substitutions, a team that I would presume is going to blow this up to some extent this offseason or try to rebuild around Chovy or move Chovy. So I would keep an eye out. It's you know It sucks to wake up, but you got to wake up, look at social media, check for your lineups and, and for betting purposes and everything for these because like if, if Hamwa decide not to play Chovy for these last two matches for whatever reason, which I could totally see happening, honestly. like If they want to try their academy players out, if they don't play Doesn't Jovi. it feel like they'd be more likely to not play everyone but Chovy? Yeah, it, like, do- it, it does. Like, probably committed to him and not committed to anybody else. It does, but it's also... Uh, the point being, just keep an eye out. Because anything can happen with these. And you don't want to be betting the Hama Life if Chovy's not playing, basically. Is what I'm getting <laughs> at. So, yeah. like... It's weird. I, I'm I'm betting against them tomorrow morning, mostly on the premise that there's that added bonus that maybe he doesn't play, and if he doesn't play, this line's going to explode like 200 points the other direction. So I like going against them in that spot anyway. So just keep that kind of th- that's just one example, but keep that kind of thing in mind, and then keep in mind like teams that weren't using sub or that that were frequently subbing in and out, and their performance didn't change that much. Maybe you 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 know keep it even. You don't have to downgrade their their or make any adjustments there. So, like a team like KT, for instance, they're eliminated, but this is a team that's been trying out different lineups all season anyway. So, Friday, we've got Gen G minus two seventy eight against the eliminated Fred at Brion at plus two twenty one. Uh, we'll say Brion to take a game is at minus one forty nine. The Gen G sweeps at plus one thirteen. 
Brion has been pretty good at taking games in these types of matches this year. I feel like maybe this is one I might just sit out on. I don't really have faith in Brion to win a match against Genji, yeah. but they've done a pretty decent job of taking games in these spots, and I don't know if I want to bet a minus one and a half for Genji either. Yeah, I've been, um, over the last few weeks, I've been just hammering map one. Uh, this I have I have a map one narrative that's been super super profitable over the last three weeks, and this is another spot for it. So, the whole idea is I don't have the numbers directly in front of me, but it, it more or less time total overs, kill total unders in on map one specifically in the LCK has been very lucrative. Like it's it hits at a at a pretty absurd rate, and. This is exactly the the whole premise being like the LCK teams tend to feel themselves out a little bit more, like they tend to have a more more conservative game plan for game one, and then if they want to throw curveballs or make adjustments, the LCK teams are very good at making adjustments just in general. Whereas I think in a lot of the other the LEC is actually very good at that too. The LPL and the LCS they kind of just march their game plan out and it is what it is. It's a little weird comparing best of one and best of three regions, but you know it is what it is. So. I think, which is why you see so many lopsided series in the LPL. Like, that's a big part of it, besides the quality of the bottom end of the table being pretty bad. So, map one, I'm going to be on map one, probably Brion. Oh, Brion, like, underdog kill spreads in map one, as long as it's, like, six and a half or better, or five and a half or better, is pretty good as well. So, if you can get, like, a plus six and a half or seven and a half for, you know, close to even money on Brion here, I, th I like that as well. So, time total over, underdog kill spread, alternate kill total unders, all, all in play. You can play all three if you want. Um, I don't like paying the juice that many times, but that's a good angle. I, you you have to think Genji take care of business here, though. Like they're not going to lose this series. You would hope not. I mean, they've had a, a pretty rough second half of the season here. Yeah. They need some get right. This would be a good spot for for them to get right. A yeah, little bit. that that that's that was my thought process. Like this is a perfect get right spot. It's like just with the doctor order to get their get themselves set. Nongshim minus 556 against DRX plus 409. DRX to take games at plus 115. Nongshim to sweep at minus 152. The money line map spread spread on this one is is very weird. Like this is very heavily indicating that they think Nongshim is going to drop a game. DRX have looked a little bit better, but this is still not a very good team. I think DRX yeah, can get one here. The numbers there. I don't really. I, I wouldn't bet on on DRX getting a game. Yeah. For people that haven't noticed, by the way, me and Gelati were talking about it before we went live. But for people that haven't been paying real close attention. Sandbox and Nongshim are the top two teams in the LCK, <laughs> and they have like a very legitimate chance to hold the, being the top two spots yeah. too. Like Nongshim's playing DRX here to go to twelve wins. Uh, I think Sandbox has one fairly easy matchup left too to, to get to twelve wins. They're really like actually putting the pressure on your Gen Gs and your Damwons and your T ones. It looks like we might have Sandbox and Nongshim yeah. being the two teams that hold those top spots. Yeah, Sandbox Damwon's the one. Tomorrow. Yeah, Damwon's the one that seems like they probably sneak into the top two because their game differential is insane. So if yeah. they, they if they get more. to the same amount of wins, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna end up there. But I mean they if they win one, then they need Sandbox and Nongshim uh to lose one of their matches too. Yeah. So Sandbox and Nongshim have this in their in their hands to, to take these top two spots. Just it's, super interesting. It's pretty wild. Like I I think this is a classic, classic case of why I look at performance over results. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't think almost anyone thinks those are the two best teams exactly. in the LCK. But this is, a, this is, I guess, just a very, very clear-as-day picture of that, and it's just a good example to point to, I think. so. Yeah, just really, just super fun. I mean, I wonder what the Perfecto would have been 
to call those two teams as your top two teams in the oh God, dude. Sixty thousand to one or some shit. Yeah, like fifty thousand to one on Nongshim Sandbox. So here's the here's the interesting part, and I guess we'll talk about this more when we get to LCK playoffs. We don't have to go too into detail on it now, but we we mentioned before the show as well. Like, if one of those, t- if one or both of those teams get a buy. We both think they're pretty clearly worse, but there's a good chance they're going to come into that series that series with you know whoever wins the series before it, whether it's Gen G or T1 or Dan 1, whatever it happens to be, right? If they come into that series, they have the bye week. All they got to do is win one series, all of a sudden this is really interesting and I don't know, it's just I think they're going to be they're going to be long I mean the the book hasn't adjusted for Nongshim. The book still thinks Nongshim's legitimately good and I th- I think they're a good team, but Oof, we'll get to them in a little bit. So uh, here, like, this is a big number for Nongshim, and I, as bad as DRX is, my gut tells me just lay the chalk, but I'm probably just staying away from this one. I'll, I'm probably going to play the map one angle again on this one. So I'm with you. I don't think I want to pay minus 152 for the minus one and a half. If it was if it was a better team than Nongshim, if it was Damwon here, I think I could pay the minus 152. Yeah. But with Nongshim, I think I'd rather just stay away. Honestly. Yeah, I'm going to play same thing. Narrative the the map ones uh, kill totals under time total over and probably the underdog kill sparks could be like eight and a half in this spot which just covers at a ridiculous rate in the LCK so if you see anything better bigger than seven and a half just take it Saturday we've got sandbox plus two fourteen against Damwon minus two sixty three this would be for Damwon or for sandbox to get the number one or two seed if they win this yeah, they this- just lock up one of those two so. Yeah, this is going to be a really fun series to watch with them playing for the top two spot, basically. Yeah. Um, say, so what did I say? It was a uh, sandbox plus two fourteen against Damwon minus two sixty three. Damwon to sweep is at plus one eighteen, and sandbox tech games at minus one fifty nine. This feels like the Damwon little brother, them right? Yeah, I kind of like the Damwon minus one and a half. Yeah, I same. think I think over half. Time they win two zero. Yeah. I kind of feel like they're just going to come in and crush this spot. I do too, especially because the way they've been ramping up, it's like okay, like Damwon. Their last few matches have actually looked like like Spring Damwon, or like yeah, they they look like the like the Damwon again. So it's a little terrifying for the rest of the LCK that they're rounding into form right now after everyone's probably getting their hopes up all season. But I guess hangovers are real. Who knows? Um, yeah, I'm going to be on Damwon to sweep this, I'm pretty sure. And I, that's no disrespect to Sandbox. I think Sandbox are actually a pretty good team, but yeah. I feel similarly. Yeah. KT Rolster, plus 165 against Afrika, minus 200. There's a reasonable chance that this match won't mean too much for Afrika. They could end up being locked into the sixth seed by the time this rolls around, but they play tomorrow. If they win tomorrow, which I think they will, there's a reasonable chance this will matter for seeding for them. KT is already eliminated. You would think this is an easy Afrika bet, right? This one's kind of tough for me because I kind of – I really don't trust Afrika Same. at all. They're like one of the least trustworthy teams in the whole LCK for me. They come out and have big performances and beat damn one, and then they come out and lose to Brion or somebody like yeah. that. So um, I definitely hesitate to, to bet they're minus one and a half like I'm more confident doing with damn one. Yeah. But the money line for Afrika seems reasonable. Yeah, I'm going to be on the Afrika money line, I'm pretty sure. Not a hundred percent yet, but I do think this line's actually probably like pretty close to market. I'd have to look at it, but I would lean to the Africa money line, not the sweep though. Uh, KT, interesting that they've kind of already been they've been trying to win games, but they've already been kind of jostling this lineup around. I think the young kids that they have are going to be. I think I think next year a lot of these players on KT rules are going to be very good. 
Uh, I think some of the young kids showed very well this season. They've, you know, they had they had classic rookie seasons where they looked really good in some games, had to learn some things in other games. So I would imagine, like when a lot of these kids hit their sophomore season, they're going to be pretty damn good, Gideon and 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 the like. So KT next year might be interesting, but we'll see. I'd expect them to stay ch- like they're they're going to they're going to stay competitive. They've looked they've, yeah. they haven't looked that good, but they have been trying to win. And and I don't think being eliminated is going to stop this team. That's another thing we should touch on the LCK is like. Eliminated teams don't mail it in. They'll start different people, but the LCK traditionally, like over the, not traditionally, historically, the LCK historically has, you know, has a pretty strong track record of teams not not mailing games in. Like they try hard because it's. Just, I guess I don't know. It just is what it is. Some some leagues are like that. And I do think oftentimes we've talked about this before, but I think oftentimes people assume that if one team needs to win and the other team doesn't, that the team that needs to win is like a much larger favorite because they need to win. But the young guys, I mean, not only do the, can some of these young rookie guys like just want to go out here and play for a job or whatever, but also being loose is good sometimes. Yeah. Especially in league. You can see it guys that are just playing it. And maybe they pick like an off meta pick or something because the game doesn't really mean anything. And they're just trying to show something off, you know, it's not, they're not going to try, but, they might do something kind of cool, kind of funky. They can catch a team off guard that's stressed out and playing for positioning or whatever. Absolutely. So, yeah, it, I feel like this KT versus Afrika spot is a spot where it's more likely to be in KT's favor than Afrika's yeah, yeah. The situation that they're in. This is likely going to be a stay away from me. If I do play, it'll probably be Afrika money line. But again, this is another map one angle. Same thing. I've just been, I've been, unless it's like a, an exceptional case, I've been, I've just been basically playing that every series. So, um. Sunday we've got T one minus two fifty against Hanwha plus two oh four. Uh T one T one kind of reminding me a lot of EDG in spring, where they're just not gonna pop off the stat sheet and they're winning these ugly, ugly games, right? Like you would think this team could just straight up dominate people, but then you like look at it and the the box score looks ugly. But a lot of these games, they're in full control of. So it's kind of weird to evaluate T1. Like, because it feels like they're on a knife's edge, but at the same time, you watch the games, and they're in full control of most of these games. They're just not having these dominant wins, right? Yeah, and T1, I will say, I'm worried about what happened when what happens when the games get out of their control. Yeah. Like, when the other team forces the issue on uh, and plays at a different pace than T1 wants to play at, I'm a little bit worried about them. But I do think, for me... They have the second best chance of winning the LCK right now with Damwon like a clear favorite yeah, for me. I'd agree with that. Uh, but uh, it's like Damwon being like a step ahead, like a full tier ahead or whatever, and then T1's my second favorite yeah. team. But I, I think they take care of business against Hanwha here, I if I'm too. honest. And I, I, also, I honestly, again, like I mentioned earlier, like the Hanwha substitution thing, like who the hell knows what lineup they're going to run out in here. You know what I mean? Like, And T1, I mentioned it last week, but T1 is, like, number one on that list of professional organizations that don't mess around, that are always coming yeah. to, like, do what they got to do But a little caveat to that, they, they, they don't mess around, like, philosophically, but they will just – randomly oh they'll put they'll put a rookie player in in a big spot because they're that's... oh they will definitely do so, in fact i i was gonna say we should be a little worried about that too yeah. it's not just the eliminated teams but these teams that are locked up for playoffs you could see a damn one or a gen g or somebody like that swap in a backup yeah. uh, for one of these matches for sure yeah, so. absolutely so like it's critical that you keep an eye on the lck lineups for this and like i know for dfs it's going to be very difficult this week because a lot of these matches you're just not going to have the second match for. Like, you're not going to have lineups for the second match. So, but just, I would say, 
just be aware of that and maybe I don't know, go lighter on these slates, I guess. I don't know. I mean I don't know how much of the LCK wrong. you're playing anyway in these, but there's nothing wrong with skipping two game LCK slates. I'd agree. They're not good anyway, and you don't you're not getting lineups and there's all kinds of reasons why you do not have to play two game yeah. LCK slates. Like if you think if you have an edge on something and you think you're 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 you have an angle on something that nobody else is, or that you can get a big ownership advantage on something. I, th- I by all means, but just be aware that it's it's like blowout central, right? Like it's yeah. And these slates are made for the people that hang out in the Gugs Tennis Channel. Like this is this is gamblers. <laughs> this is gambler stuff here. This isn't like grinding out a living in DFS stuff. Yeah. This is gambler stuff here. Um, I do think uh, I'm probably gonna be on T1 money line here. I I, I just don't like Afrika had a or uh, not Afrika. Hamwa had a couple decent games there, but like this is still not a good team. Like this is the hundred a hundred and fifty percent the Chovy show, and games where he doesn't like one v nine the game they lose. Now the catch with that is like he can just do that, but maybe you take Hamwa to take a game here. But I'm on T one money line. I think I think T one are just gonna smash this. Don't. Yeah, I, th- I think the minus one and a half is what I was looking at. Yeah. Interesting question from Kevin the chat yeah. there. Uh, do we think that any LCK teams other than Damwon would beat Rogue or G2? Uh, I, well, I don't think G2's in perfect form right now either, or Rogue really necessarily. I mean, Rogue's been very good. I'm going to take a quick look at uh, at some numbers here just to like kind of eye it up a little bit. Like, I think a really I think Rogue against Sandbox or Rogue against Gen G right now is a very good fair match, and I think I would give T1 a small edge over Rogue and and Damwon a decent edge over Rogue. Let's see what... uh, for G two, pretty similar. I think like Gen G G two is a pretty good matchup. T one G G two feels like a pretty good matchup, and then damn one, I would make the favorite over G two. Uh, it's it's honestly just hard to tell because it's very very different. Like the leagues are they play very different. Like Europe Europe plays to deny resources. Very heavily, like they 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 very heavily play to deny resources, and they're good at it. Whereas the LCK is all about accruing resources, and they're not quite as good at denying resources. And like, I tend to be on the LEC side of that. Like, I'd rather I'd rather create a large gap, right, than to just you know amass resources and then assume you're better. I think that's more coin flippy than people want to admit. It's not like it was, you know, five years ago where like they just had the vision control and dominated. You can't play. You, you can still play that way and have success, but it's not as surefire a thing as it was years ago. So, uh, I think, I mean, I'm more bullish on Rogue than G2. You guys know this is. I'm not telling anything new here. I, I think Rogue would probably be even money ish. Like it'd be pretty close against those teams besides Damwon. G2, it's probably similar. Just into- to quantify mine, oh sorry, yeah. I was just gonna say to quantify mine. I think I would make G two like minus one twenty five against Rogue right now if I was gonna make. It. I think it's a very close. Yeah, match, yeah, either, yeah. Either way, better. either way. Like that's it's an interesting question. Like it, it's I would have to think more about it and like look at the leagues overall. But I would think it's probably pretty close. You know, stylistic mis- like matchup. That that's the biggest difference is two very different styles. So you'd have to find a way to either prefer one or the other or, or quantify that in some way, shape, or form. So, A better question while we're on the subject yeah. is if damn, if you don't include Damwon, how many Chinese teams are favored against all of those teams? Against Rogue, G2, T1, Gen.G? Dude, I got to be real about this. and this, I mean, We're going to talk about this more when we get to Worlds because I want to do like a big macro write-up. But like, 
a lot of the LPL teams, I'm just going to straight up say it, they look flashy. Their actual their, like their actual performance is is not really that much different. It's just a different type of game. It's the same thing as as, as looking it's apples and oranges to me. So if you think that that's the better way to play, yeah, like I think a lot of them would be favored, but I don't know. I also don't think the LPL is quite as deep as people do. Like, I think there's a lot of like these middle of the table teams that are pretty good. Like, they're very good, and they you know could take games off these LCK teams. But like, I, I don't know. I would have to do like a deeper dive on. I plan to. Like, that's what I'm going to do in the off season. I think, um, like in between like the end of the season and Worlds, because I can put all this stuff together and look at it like as one big thing. But I would say like just off the top of my head. Besides Dam One, I, I think FPX yeah, is. Take Dam One. I think FPX is probably the best team in the world right now. So I think FPX would be favored over everyone, including Dam One. Um, EDG, RNG, EDG and RNG. It's harder to tell, but I think they'd be favored. I, th- I have them favored. I think. After that, I, I don't think I would have any of. Uh, it's hard to tell, dude, because I don't know, like. I want to see playoff series from these. I want to see, like, series performance from them as well. Maybe Rare Adam. Maybe... Yeah, I don't know. I think you could make an argument that there's, like, between three and five Chinese teams that would be favored against everybody yeah, else in Yeah, I think world, that's reasonable. Which is, I just think it's kind of crazy that, like, yeah. it's possible that all the Chinese representatives would be favored over everybody else. Yeah, I think it's... I think there's this interesting thing that happens, though, in... in you see it in traditional sports all the time too, where anytime you have like a chunk of competitive teams in terms of like, whether it's a division in football or conference, like for one conference is stacked and the other isn't there, it tends to warp your view on things. And sometimes you can look at it and be like, Oh, well, you know, they're battle tested, strength of competition, all this kind of stuff. But the whole strength of competition thing, I tend to treat as a tiebreaker unless there's like a track record of the regions just being straight up better. Right. Like I think you can make, I think it's totally reasonable to say the LPL is better league, right? I, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and and go through this whole thing because like I do, I'm not going to go to bat for the LCK right now. But if you just treat it roughly equal, like as leagues overall, okay, that's fine. It's it's it can warp your point of view when you see like chunks of teams that are good and be like, oh yeah, all of those teams would be better than all of these teams. It's like I don't actually know. I'd have to like look at it team by team. So I know that's like a super yeah, lukewarm know. take, but like. Uh, we know too that like it's really unlikely to play out that way. Almost all the time when we go to Worlds, like if we said going into Worlds that the three Chinese teams were the three best teams in the world, there's a pretty good chance one of them wouldn't make it out of groups. Yeah, and yeah, like like that's what usually happens. Yeah, like there's almost always an underperformance. Yeah. Like JDG last year, just yeah. massive underperformance. Yeah. That almost always happens. We also so. talk in general too, like international competitions, kind of a different animal because some style could just be good for the tournament, right? Like, Suning not only played super well at Worlds last year, but I think they just had a really good read on the game, and they were playing a different way than almost everybody else was, and they just happened to be very good at it, so they just had a good read on it. Like, if T1 make it to Worlds, they just have a good read on the meta, yeah, they could win Worlds, right? Like, it's not going to... Yeah, like, so it's it's also really hard to tell right now. Like, we can kind of hypothetical it, and I, I, these are always fun and interesting, but... I. I'm going to be doing a deep dive on comparing the leagues, what they're both good at, what they're both bad at, uh, how I think they're, they're going to match up. I'm going to be doing a lot of that in between um, the playoffs ending and the world championships. So, interesting question, though. And the LEC and the LCS, like, you know, I, I think the top teams in the LEC can compete. I, I really would like to say I could 
top LCS team can compete. I, I guess we'll see see if anybody completely dominates playoffs or not. Liquid, we're going to get to them in a little bit, but that's a whole weird handicap as well. All right. Jeez, uh, we got a little bit. Last side- match of the LCK. A little bit sidetracked there, but I'm going to timestamp this because. Um, so, Nongshim, slight favorites against Genji, minus 114 to minus 105. I'm going to be on Genji. Like, look, I, I know yeah, they haven't looked too, yeah. good, but, like, I don't – it sucks because, like, every time I do this, people just paint me as, like, a hater, and I'm not. Like, Nongshim are good, but they're not this good. They're fraudulent. Like, you can be good and yeah, fraudulent, you. right? You can be good and overrated. Yeah, you can be good and still not the best team in the yeah, league exactly. or, you know. Genji are the better team. Take Genji here. I know they, they, they've they looked a little shaky, but also look at the team, like, the schedule they've played against, too. So keep that in mind. Um, it's going to be interesting seeing Nongshim at like how this team behaves in playoffs. You got a lot of players that haven't been there before, so it's going to be that's going to be interesting. Um, all right, that's the LCK for the week. Uh, do you want to do? I guess we'll do LPL. We'll stay in the East here. Yeah, let's go to the LPL. I got a lot to say about right, the LPL. So the LPL. Let me timestamp LPL. So the way we're going to do this, <clears throat> we only have lines for the first match. Uh, all right, so I, I guess we could let's well first two because there's one yeah we'll we'll tonight. let's let's like do like a quick like thirty second rundown of the Sooning LNG for those that are watching live and and just it'll give us some perspective on the two teams moving forward. Uh, it's Sooning minus one and a half for me, by the oh, way. Shit, this line moved big. Whew. All right, so this was like minus two sixty earlier. It's now minus it's Sooning minus three hundred, LNG plus two forty, uh, Sooning to sweeps minus one forty five. Or not sweep, uh, to minus 1.5 is at minus 145. So, I did my... I got that at almost even money earlier. Yeah, I I, I did my breakdown of this match, and I bet Sooning, but it wasn't like this absolute, like, slam dunk, like, huge advantage spot from a numbers perspective. I think these teams are sort of, like, remarkably similar. You'd be surprised. But they also play fairly similarly. The catch here is in the last couple of weeks, Sooning's early games have been hot fire. And LNG's early games have been garbage all season. So you kind of have to make an adjustment there. If you think Sooning are going to keep that pace up, I think Sooning are are runaway favorites here. Sooning also have a huge experience advantage in this spot. LNG, I mean, Tarzan's the only one that's ever played a playoff series. I mean, I guess they played in spring, but, like, that was a different, like, I don't think we're treating this LNG as the same team. So, yeah, I'm a big Sunning fan. I have Sunning yeah, minus one and a half that I locked in yeah, early. I, I think they're going to win this matchup. I, I bet I bet Sunning money line at minus one point five. I didn't bet them to sweep because I do think LNG are good enough to get a game or two here. But I I, I think Sunning money line is the way to go. It's expe- I think experience as as cliche as it is, like it it matters in a best of five. I think, and I think LNG are a little bit too linear for my liking and Sooning are capable of making adjustments. I also think just pound for pound they have better players at every position. So maybe not it maybe not jungle. Like, it doesn't always play out this way, but I think also it's important to note the like the trajectory. Like Sooning is definitely yeah. like way on the up and up as far as their performance this season and LNG is way on the way down okay. in their performance this season. So it's as far as like who's playing they they might be very close in the standings and their stats for the year might be kind of close. Yeah. But as far as who's playing better in the last like four weeks, it's Sooning it's by Sooning. Like, miles. Exactly. I also think, for what it's worth, that um, I do like I always do for playoffs. I filter the bad teams out basically. Like I just look at how these teams have performed against other playoff teams, 
like the other te- the other nine teams in the playoffs, and it was roughly similar. So like Suning took a little bit of a hit. Um, they haven't performed quite as good against the good teams, but it's weird. That's just performance metrics. Like the results have not said that they've actually beaten a lot of good teams. So I, I think Suning's the side in that one. So I, I would say Suning three to one is probably where I'm at on that series. Maybe maybe we get like two close games and two blowouts, something along those lines. Maybe three close games. I think LNG's okay. Um, Friday, we've got Team WE minus 244 against OMG plus 200. We'll say Team WE minus 1.5 is at minus 123. And OMG plus 1.5 is at minus 106. So, uh, kind of a similar spot. You know, the more I looked at this match, like, I was a little surprised, like, in terms of the numbers, how close this was. But there's no way WE are losing this series, right? I don't think so. I'm a little bit surprised that OMG's in the playoffs after I looked at their stats. Oh, yeah. They're, they're like, they're, we talked about like multiple teams that missed that have better, like, general stats than OMG. We talked about it, it last like week. They, this is a fraudulent team that is a high-variance team. So... I think OMG's going to smash this series. I'm, I'm betting the minus one and a half here. Yeah, Cut him out of context, folks. Yeah, I think WWE's going to smash this series. Yeah, they're minus one and a half. I think this is one where you you do your due diligence, you look at the numbers, right? And then it's like, okay, like, I should respect this. Like, it's it's probably close to market, but then you think about, like, you know, do the art add to the science? And the art side of this, like, I, there's just no way I see OMG winning three games. There's just It's just not going to happen. Like, I don't know if I trust WWE to sweep this series because they do some really dumb shit sometimes, and OMG just have spike performances. So I'm not as bullish on like the minus one and a half, minus two and a half sweep, but the money line's a slam dunk to me. I don't think there's any way to lose this series. Josh Roberts joining us from wherever he's at. The airport, I think. He's at the airport. He's in the middle of the lake. But I don't know if he's figured out his, his sound yet I guess. On, the, on the iPad, but when he does, he can he can I guess play we'll in. figure that out. So we think WE win. I, I'm going to be on WE. I'm going to be heavy on the WE money line here. I'm, I'm less so on the minus one and a half, minus two and a half, but the money line, I, 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 I just tried to tell myself the story where WE lose this series and I couldn't do it. Like I, there was no way I could explain it away. So usually in those spots, I, I just take the money line. I don't get cute or I'll do like a heavy share. I'll do like a three quarters money line, one quarter, uh, sweep share. <clears throat> Oh, we got Josh's. Look at this man! Got, Look at the commitment. We got Josh's legs on the stream. <laughs> yeah, that's commitment right there. The man's at the airport, coming in here, giving us his takes. Although his microphone's muted at the moment, but there he is. There we go. You're a little, little muted there, but uh, we'll we'll manage. Josh, welcome to the show. We got through the LCK for the week, and oh, good. Thank God. We touched. We touched on the first two matches in the LPL. Uh, We just finished talking about WE and OMG. So we kind of have to do a little bit of ballparking here for the rest of the uh, LPL because we obviously don't have numbers for these series. But we are going to go through the hypotheticals here. So that was Friday's match. Saturday, we go right into it. Top esports are going to get the winner of LNG and Sooning. Quickly, I want before we went. Yeah, go oh, good. I think I we're going to say the same say, thing. Yeah, these two sides of the bracket. Is that what you're going to talk about? Like, I wasn't even necessarily. I was. I was just going to say like preparation advantage. Oh, well, depends on depending on how much credit you give BLG, which I think me and you might get more credit to BLG than some other people. Yeah. 
these brackets are way lopsided. Oh, yeah. The winner of stunning LNG has to go through top and RNG, which seems almost impossible for either of them to do. Like, whoever wins stunning LNG, I think they have almost no chance of making the final four. Yeah. But the other side of the bracket, BLG and Rare Adam, just seems significantly easier as a set of opponents. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I don't think I don't think either of us mean any disrespect to either of those teams, but, like, you're looking at two of the top four teams probably on the other side of the bracket. Yeah, really so. unfortunate for Sooning and LNG to end up on the top side. Also, there. top esports, it's like they haven't been that great, like, relative to expectation for them. But, like, uh, this is a team that you could just turn it on and all of a sudden they look like the best team in the league. And you're like, oh, look, we're all idiots, right? Like <laughs> So that's a that's an interesting point because that's how I felt about like Cloud Nine is like oh maybe they're just a playoff team, but do you think that's something we anchor to just because we like know the individual player talent uh, maybe too much? Yeah, I, I think I think that's a bias that definitely happens. Like your your the anchoring bias is, is a real thing here, but I also think that you can kind of look at performance and be like okay like there there's some to me I'm like meeting somewhere in the middle. I'm not assuming and giving the benefit of the doubt that they'll just like flip a switch, but I also look at like over, like their overall season compared to last season. I was like, what is happening here, right? Like to me, I don't think you're just gonna flip a switch in a week, but they also have been improving as the season's going on as well. So I think you got to kind of you know mix all these things together and bake a cake with it. You know, like this, barring like some weird like some weird turnarounds and stuff. I think it's RNG that gatekeeps the top half of the bracket. Probably. I don't think anybody's getting past RNG. Probably. Whereas in the bottom half of the bracket, I could see WE, BLG, or Rare Adam coming out of that yeah. bottom part of that bracket where I think RNG's just stopping whoever gets to them in the top half. So top, top esports, LNG's not beating top esports, right? Top esports might beat themselves. Yeah, I don't think either one of these teams is likely to beat them, but I could see Sonning beating top. Yeah. I just don't think anybody's getting past RNG. I'd agree with that. I mean, if if top if top show up and just completely destroy Sooning, then maybe it's like okay, like they figured something out, and we could we could kind of take the evidence as we see it there, right? Um, yeah, I'm not going to try to anticipate. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think the top Sooning number would be interesting to follow because. Sometimes we see it in the OPO where these teams just get these insane numbers against other good teams. So it's like, you know, and minus 280 is sending this around like plus 200 or something. Yeah. I think that's probably worth a throw. Even if I don't think they win the do numbers wise, you know, I think it's definitely a spot off could get the market. Yeah. You're lagging a little bit. It happened before, I think. You're lagging a little, little bit there, Josh, but we, I think we picked up most of that. Um, I think this is probably going to be like minus two hundred range for top esports. That's where like I'm like anywhere from like one ninety to minus like two ten range on top esports for the series. I wouldn't be surprised. There. I wouldn't be surprised if the books have top esports at like minus four. Oh yeah, no, against whoever wins. If that, this. I mean, if that happens, I'll go. I'll be on sooning there, but it's just going to depend. Probably on me number. too. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh. Billy Billy will get the winner of Team WE and OMG, which I think we're all assuming is Team WE. Um, that's going to be an interesting match. Yeah, and I'm interested. I think probably if anyone is a significant underdog, I'm just going to play them in BLG. If anybody's that. like plus 150 or better, I'm just on that side. I don't care who it is. Yeah, that's kind of how I'm approaching that one too, I think. is It's just dependent on the number. I think those two teams are very evenly matched. Um, I think both teams are evenly matched. Both teams have trended up as the season's gone on. And, uh, you know, a little bit different style of teams, but 
I, I could see either of those winning. Nothing would surprise me. So it's going to depend on the number there. I would guess that's just going to be a pass. Like they're probably going to make it like a minus one fifty one way or the other, and it'll be pass. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it'll probably be a pass with that, that number. But I don't know. I, just, I feel like whenever we get into best of fives, you just see weird numbers come out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's – it just seems like a lot of times books just, like, get kind of crazy with their numbers. So, yeah, I think the LPL specifically is one going to be very price sensitive for me yeah. in this in this playoffs. And it, those can definitely all be run bad spots too. Yeah. Because uh, like we talked about in best of five, you just have a bad game plan. You know, it's just a bad game plan, but um, typically better adjustments. I could win. definitely see teams. Yeah, and I could just definitely see teams that are getting way overvalued. I think that happens in quite a bit. Yeah, for what it's for what it's worth, model number actually pretty heavily favors Billy Billy in this spot. So if I'd have to think about it more, obviously it's just like a cursory look at things, but. You know, I think I think Billy Billy at like any any kind of plus money number. Really, like you can make an argument that either team plus money you just kind of take the dog here. But we'll see we'll see what the the number ends up looking like. Should be interesting. And then uh, so unlike spring playoffs where it was just like a million games a million days in a row. I think there was like one off day in all of playoffs last year before finals, the finals like week long break. Uh, we actually get Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week off for the LPL, and then they're going to be starting back up again on Thursday for the next round of playoffs. So um, we'll have some time to gi- digest this stuff and talk about it some more then. All right. LEC. I guess, like, we could – I don't know. Do you, did you like any futures in the LPL? Did you, I, I, didn't, I didn't write this down to talk about this for this show, but, like, did you take a look at any futures for the LPL? I, I actually didn't look at adding more futures. I obviously have futures in every league from the beginning yeah. of the season, but let me look at the numbers right now because right. if there's numbers available, so I'd mention I got them. So, uh, so Fun Plus plus 150, EDG yeah. plus 250, RNG plus 250, Rare Adam plus 700, Top Esports plus 900, Billy Billy plus 2,000, WE plus 4,400. Again, it's like that, that side of the bra- – that's kind of insane to me for the side of the bracket they're on. That might be worth a shot. Yeah, WE, BLG, and Top that you've mentioned so far all yeah. feel like you could bet. Sooning 66-1, to 1, that's worth a shot too, I think. This team can run hot. We've seen it. And then LNG and OMG, both 10,000, so I, I wouldn't touch either of them. But Yeah, I think I, I like a little mixture of Top Esports, BLG. Uh, yeah, Sunning maybe. Sooning too. Honestly, dude, like these are big enough numbers. Like this – Look, I think FPX and RNG, and I really do think like the top three are are cut above the rest of the league in the LPL. But like they're not, they're not infallible. Like these teams can lose. Yeah, games. I mean you're looking for two. You're looking for two series wins. You just need a team to win two series. It's not. Yeah. It's so far from impossible. If one of these teams ends up in the final four, their chance to win is going to be way higher than their like odds. Oh are yeah, here. absolutely. Yeah. So you could think about like, I mean, if one of these teams makes the finals, it's a perfect Dutch opportunity like you just take your oh, just yeah. take profits on it right like and i think it's totally reasonable one of these teams like assume if you just hit all of these there's a reasonable like what would you put the odds on top billy billy we rare adam those four teams to make finals like plus 150? one of those four yeah i mean yeah i mean they're it's it's wait top billy billy say the four teams uh, rare it? adam top esports billy billy and we yeah, you're. Yeah, that's probably about yeah, right. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're going to be. I mean, it's it's less likely to happen than will happen, I think. But like, 
it's it's not that crazy that one of those teams make makes finals, right? Yeah, and if you think that it's even like plus two hundred for one of those four teams to make finals, then you're getting forty four hundred and two thousand, like very large numbers on these teams, yeah. and they're not going to be ten to one to win the yeah. finals. Like let's there, let's you know? hypothetically walk through this and just go with rare Adam, right? <clears throat> rare Adam or seven to one, right? To to make finals, that's the lowest number. Seven to one to make finals. It's like okay, like they're going to be dogs in, in in a bunch of spots here, but like this is a team that we've seen beat the other top teams. Like this whole like narrative that they're not it's as good. limb too. Yeah. So you got you got a loss to give with them. Yeah. So if you know they're going to be what pl- plus two fifty, plus two hundred against EDG and RNG and and FPX like ballpark that much, right? Yeah, somewhere in there. Like we said, like the the top three are like a half tier better. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at. Like I don't think it's like a full tier. Like holy shit, these teams are so much better. Like. I think it's a half tier. Like, they're better, but they could lose series to these teams. Like, I don't know, 40% of the time, 30% of the time. Like, these other teams are pretty good. So, yeah, I would do a deep dive on this, do some math, and and go through your hypotheticals, because I definitely think that's worth looking into, at least some of those longer numbers anyway. Even even if you don't mess with Rare Adam and Top and just do Billy Billy, WE, and Sooning for, like, lottery tickets, if any of those teams make finals, you just make a ton of money for free. You just take profits. It's a, it's a free roll. Um, LEC, we've got uh, not too much deviation from the opening lines last week. Let me quick timestamp this before I forget to. All right. Um, so not too much deviation from the opening lines that we saw last week. Mostly just stood pat. It's still Wednesday, keep in mind. So a lot of times lines don't move till Thursday or day of. So we've got on Friday, Rogue minus 357 against Misfits plus 275. We'll say Rogue minus 1.5 at minus 169. Misfits plus 1.5 at plus 128. Misfits to take a game minus 256. How do you feel, Gelati? I made Rogue much bigger favorites here, but I do think Misfits... It's so weird doing this kind of stuff with extra prep time, isn't it? Because like I really do... like It makes me think that Misfits are going to get at least a game. They'll have something cooked up, something interesting, and even like a lot of times, like it's game one, right? Like I could see them having something weird thing for game one, and then Rogue make the adjustment, and then win the next three or something. You see that kind of thing happen all the time with with situations like this. What's interesting about this one is like I was super bullish on both of these teams this season, but I do I do think Rogue are are deserving favorites, maybe cheap. I gotta look. Yeah, I think in situations like that, I would say, like, bet Rogue minus one and a half and then maybe hedge it a little bit with Misfits game one money line or something, yeah. right? Because I think even if they do come out with some cheese, like they get Vito on, on Zoe and Rogue just hasn't prepared for it or something, you know, he's a really good Zoe player. Yeah. So, it, you know, no one's been playing it recently, so maybe they come in unprepared for that and then you know, they make an adjustment. They've played against Zoe millions of times in their lives, yep. right? So um, I, I, I could definitely see that angle. I think my favorite bets in these are probably going to be every single game Rogue kills Reds probably where is where I'm at. Yeah, I, I, I actually think this is overpaying for Rogue, but I also have a hard time seeing them losing the series. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it's like – like, I don't know if I want to, you know, overpay basically is what I'm saying. Yeah, my issue is I don't want to pay minus 400. Yeah. I think if I'm going to play it, I would bet the minus one and a half, but I think I'm just going to fade the series because I just don't like those numbers, <clears throat> even though I think Rogue is going to crush the series. Yeah. I just I don't like betting the minus one and two and a halves unless the number is pretty decent. Yeah, I, 
I'm having a heart. Like I, I just think I think this is like on battle of both sides. Like I would actually lean. <clears throat> I would I would lean to the minus one and a half for Rogue, and that's it. And there's probably some prop stuff that I didn't look at yet, but maybe you take like Misfits first Herald because they've been pretty good at that. They have like a seventy plus percent first Herald rate, so maybe that's the play. They definitely prioritize it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll see. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll just briefly kill totals on that one. Uh, Twenty-five and a half spreads minus five and a half, which is cheap. <clears throat> kill totals seems low. Yeah, I, I like. I, I think my favorite bet's going to be because you're getting minus one, minus one twenty. All I got literally uh, too much lag. Everything's lagging pretty bad, Josh. We'll try again in a second. I think he was trying to say he likes kill total and kill spreads. I think five and a half is a cheap price in the LEC. It's like not a key number. So, yeah, for teams that are, I mean, they're bloody enough that five and a half is. Yeah, I love five yeah. and a half there. Also, Rogue when they win, it it tends to be like they have so many games where they just steamroll it front to like wire to wire, and it's not close. So, um. Saturday, we've got Mad Lions, plus 115 against G2, minus 137. We'll say G2, minus 1.5 plus 137. Uh, Mad Lions, plus 1.5 at minus 185. Kill total is 28.5. Kill spreads 4.5. Time total is 32 minutes juiced to the over. It's a G2 slam. G2's money line slam. I don't know if I want to bet the minus 1.5 or 2.5. I'm definitely not betting 2.5. 1.5 is a consideration, but G2 money line's a slam for me. Yeah. It's already in my pick of the week from last week. It's, so. it's wild to me that, like, may I just keep getting a lot of respect? Like, it's amazing what winning, like, key, like key or high leverage matches will do for, like, an ELO rating, right? Like, Mad have that win. Like, I mean, I'll just say, like, they have that super fraudulent win against Rogue, right, from, like, two weeks ago. Like, yeah, they won the game. They get credit for doing all the things they were supposed to do to get back into that game and win it. But they've had a couple of those kind of situations where they had no business winning a game and won it, right? This season, they've had a few of those, and they get credit for that. But it seems like that's baked in. Like, they just, like, clean won those games. And if you look at the performance numbers, like, it's not. Now, G2 have had a few of those as well, but I think if you look at, like, the second half of the season, I I think it's really, really hard to make a case for Mad Lions. Like... I, like, look at the full season numbers. I think it's it's probably, like, a small Mad Lions player a pass. But just look at, like, the second half, man. Like, I don't – it's G2, right? And it's playoffs, G2, and all the memes and all that stuff. Like, I don't know, man. There, yeah, I think Is this an over? 28 is a huge number, but these two teams – like, do you think these games are going to be super lopsided? No, I wouldn't think that they'll be super lopsided. I think the kill numbers, at least, will be kind of closer than your average match. Yeah, like, I think the way you look at kill totals in a series like this is, like, project it for four games, right? Like, do you think uh, do you think three out of four get home on the over? That's the way you need to look at these, I think. So, I actually like the under 28 quite yeah. a bit. And here's why. Um I I didn't I did miss which patch they're playing these playoffs on, but okay. So my theory here, and this is kind of from the hip, 
But both of these teams are two teams that have historically enjoyed sidelining, which is just a play style that does not lend itself to, to that many kills, frankly. Um, you'll see a lot of games ending like 13 to 6, 13 to 9, you know, 16 to, to 5, like very low. Um, and really, neither of these teams are known for wanting to play wombo, combo, team comps in general. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people complain about Reckless not having high kill participation all the time. Well, that's because of the way that G2 plays, right? So I actually think under 28 is a probably a pretty favorable number. I'd have to look at it in a model. I obviously can't do that here on my phone, but I think that's probably a pretty favorable play. And this is crazy, actually. (laughs) So, obviously, it's regular season. Take this with a grain of salt. But literally, exactly 50% of games for both of these teams have gone over that total. (laughs) Like, exactly half their games have gone over 28.5 and under 28.5 for both teams. So... Uh, if you bump yeah, up to twenty nine and a half, if you bump up to twenty nine and a half, it's a lot different. It's like combined forty one percent. So interesting. And then if I mean, if you're just doing like yeah. projections based on kill per win and all that kind of stuff, and waiting for for like the price and all that, it's going to project an over like twenty nine and change. But right, uh, yeah, I think it's the play style individually that kind of pushes me towards that under, but. Yeah. Under bets are never fun to make. I also think, for what it's worth, too, that, like, I think alt under and take all four games, like 27.5 under, you get, like, a plus 105, so you're not paying the juice on it and you just need two to hit. And if three hit, you, it's nice. But, uh, like, one or one or two of these games is a very strong likelihood of just blowing up and being, like, 40 kills, right? The way these two teams play sometimes, yeah. which, like, it's going to have – like, you're not going to have a clean sweep of unders or overs, I don't think. So – but I also think both these teams are so good with a lead that I, I think, like, they could just steamroll games, and that's, an, that's a route to unders as well. There's there's just – there's more there's more ways to an under than an over with these two, I think. So, um, let's see. Uh, Fnatic – are we all on G2 here? G2 money line? Yep. Yeah. G2 money line. I'm probably going to be on the kill total unders as well with Josh. Voting for – cheering for unders is never fun, but you, you don't feel so bad about it after you see your, your account afterwards usually. So Fnatic minus 256 against Vitality plus 205. We'll say, fin, we'll say Vitality to take a games at minus 300. Fnatic minus one and a half at minus 132. Kill totals twenty eight and a half. Kill spread six and a half. Time total is thirty two minutes. Juice to the over. It's fanatic, right? They looked a little weird at the end of the season. Vitality got in. The thing is, like we we talked about this a little bit last week without you here, Josh. Like Vitality are the kind of team where like they could just show up on a day and not show up on another day, so it's scary. It's it's kind of scary laying big chalk against them. But for a best of five, I I have a hard time seeing Fnatic losing this. Man, and this match is tough. Yeah, for me, I kind of feel like I'm going to end up just fading this match because I just don't. I think, especially with Fnatic having a tough end of the season, I just really don't know what to expect out of this match. These are also two teams that are likely to come in with some weirdness prepared. I don't think that they're like. You know, definitely just going to come in playing the same thing they were playing a few weeks ago. So they also might not be like super well prepared for each other. I think I'm going to end up either fading this or I have an argument for maybe betting the double minus two and a halfs. Just sweep and, one way or the other. 
and just see, see if somebody just comes out with a way better game plan the other team can't handle or something. I I think I'm going to be on Fnatic money line here. I, the, I do like that angle, though, John, because Vitality I could definitely see just losing game one and they're just they're just checked out. Like some tilting play happens and, and it's over, but like I could also see them just being insane. Like self-made just went berserk in, in the last week of the season. And he hadn't, I mean, let's be real. He hadn't really done shit for a lot of the season. Like, I mean, he's, he's still been good, but he hasn't been self-made. Right. And he just went, he was like, well, look, we're not, he's just like, give me the rock. We're not losing this game. Like that was literally what he did in all three games in week eight. So it's tough because like, we probably saw the best vitality there. Right. Or like for a full week sample, it was probably the best week for vitality. Right. Easy ish schedule. Like, I'm just not buying this team. Like, I, I don't buy them in a best of five, but they scare me enough that I'm I'm trying to throw some respect on it because I they just have spike performances, right? Yeah. I Go ahead. Everyone knows by now I'm a homer, so I bet Vitality three one. Uh, there's really not that much logic, but I think the point that people will miss is that I don't think the key is necessarily self-made. I think it's LeBron. Yeah. So one thing that'll be big for me is if Fnatic gets too cocky to ban Thresh, I will hammer Vitality live every game. Because I think LeBrov is arguably the best Thresh player in the region, and he looks like an entirely different player when he's on Thresh versus any other yeah. champion. Um, he just looks insane on his rooms. And we see that with many players. I think uh, Vulcan stood out to me this past weekend doing the same yeah. thing. If you're a good support player and you get Thresh, it just seems always broken every time. So uh, that's that's something big for me. But, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be unbiased. But I don't really have an unbiased take. Yeah. Uh, by the way. But both leaders show up, they won't. All right. We're trying to battle through the leg here. I call, we caught most of that, I think. So, uh, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say it because, like, I, I said LeBron was really, really good last season when that team was not good. I'm, 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 take, I'm taking my told you so's on this one, and he's been really good. Has he been the best player on that team? He's been probably – I don't think that's unreasonable. I think you could argue from a consistency standpoint, it's been like – it's probably been Shagenda in his smaller sample. Yeah. Uh, but larger sample, yeah, it's probably one of those bot laners. Interesting. Uh, we'll just quick look at over at the futures here. Um, I'm just doing outrights. I'm not doing to make playoffs or any of that because I just don't feel like opening another tab. Uh, we've got G2 and Rogue co-favorites at plus 180 apiece. Mad Lions plus 400. Fnatic plus 500. Misfits 1400. Vitality 2400. There's not really a whole lot actionable here. You could have had G2 at a better number last week or the week before. Uh, none of this looks that enticing to me. Maybe 500 for Fnatic is, like, where I'd look. Just thinking about the brackets. Like, yeah, looking, I'm not super excited about I'm definitely not betting Misfits. I don't think I can bet Vitality when they have to win so many yeah. series to do it. I think Fnatic, was, Fnatic is, and G2 are the best values for yeah. me. I'm not... G2 is plus 225. Yeah, I was going to say, you can shop around on these, but like I didn't, I wasn't particularly fond of that last week either. Like I don't hate it. I don't, I wouldn't, I'm not betting it though. Like I'm probably just going to play these straight up. There's not a lot of these outrights I like. Um, 
one one thing I wanted to mention. Uh, the my pick of the week is from this series. It's the time total under. I think both of these teams, if they win, will be fast in a stomp. Yeah. So, I, I agree with that. Uh, let me see. Just I'm going to quick take a look at that on my end. Ah, I mean, a good chunk of their games have gone over, but if you combine the two of them, like just the way they play, I, I, I like the underplay as well. Very snowball-y teams. Um, they both just played actually a handful of games that went over. I think comb- you put them together and it's 58 and a third percent of games went over 32 minutes, but that's both teams for the whole season. It's not filtered for opponents, so... Uh, it's also not looking at time. It's like the full season number. I think recently it's been a lot of more unders. So um, something something I'm going to be looking at in almost every region besides maybe not the LCK, maybe not the LCS either, but in the LPL and the LEC, neutral objective uh, time total unders. But to me, even more better than time total unders have been Dragon under four and a half. Uh, since patch 11-13, where they introduced the extra gold for tier two towers, uh, dragon unders have just been a slam dunk. Pretty even in the LCS where the games are longer, like it's it's been pretty close to even, and you're you know you're losing the juice there. But like that's saying something because the LCS is traditionally like a much longer games, the LCK much longer games. But LPL and LEC, it's just been I've been feasting on that because you see first dragon go down at like twelve minutes sometimes. Because people just don't give a shit. They'd rather get the second Herald or first Herald and then try to get a second tower out of it and sell out the Snowball in advantage. So Dragon under four and a half, as long as it's a reasonable number. Like It's obviously series, like it's dependent on each series. Some teams do tend to play longer games. But generally speaking, that's something I'm going to be looking at in the playoffs a lot. LCS, we've got the continuation of the first rounds uh we'll we can briefly talk about the match tomorrow more uh, tomorrow evening which is immortals versus dignitas immortals are moderate favorites i think they're like minus 160 ish uh yeah. i bet dignitas in that series and it felt bad but uh, the number was just too big i think that was like an even money series more or less yeah, I think Immortals is a favorite in that series, but that uh, much, I mean, right. any, any, anything could happen in Immortals Dignitas. I mean, that's not a series. I have a lot of high faith. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I kind of just looked at it like Dignitas. I like I like teams that are in the lead, and Dignitas have been very good at that. And Immortals have slowly, slowly been worse and worse and worse in their opening twenty minutes. So, uh, yeah, I don't like Dignitas at all. But I kind of looked at that. I was like, stylistically speaking, I think Dignitas is more where you want to be there and it should just be closer to even money than it is. So um, that could go either way, though. Nothing would surprise me. Uh, 100 Thieves. Oh, no, Friday. I'm sorry. I'm skipping over the one we wrote down. So that that's Thursday. Friday, we've got Golden Guardians plus 384 against Cloud9 minus 526. We'll say Cloud9 minus one and a half at minus 238. I have a thesis on this one. Okay, go ahead. Do you think Cloud9 are going to choke? Does this feel like an insanely high pressure situation for them? Man, you know, it, it is a weird, really high right? pressure situation, and I'm pretty convinced they're not going to win the LCS, but I don't think they're going to lose. Yeah, the I do too, but like, I'm legitimately concerned for this pressure, team, though. man. Like, it's a ton of There's pressure. A lot of, 
lot of pressure, a lot of shit talking perks and the entire trade and everything yep. on, on Reddit and all those places. It is a very high pressure situation, and I don't think they're going to win, but I, I have a really hard time seeing them lose to Stixay. I'm, yeah, same. Like, I, you think Golden Guardians get a game, right? Yeah, I actually, I was looking at the numbers and, and I was like, minus two and a half, and I was like, nah, I'm pretty, I think it, Golden Guardians has a very good shot at winning a game, so I think I'm going to stay away from uh, this series in general, actually. I actually like the Golden Guardians kill spreads across the board in this one. Seven and a half is a big number in the LCS. So, like, look, realistically what should happen is Golden Guardians are going to get stomped. But I, I think, especially in these first couple games, I mean, I guess we'll know right away. Like, if Cloud9 come out and just obliterate game one, they're going to feel loose and they'll be. I think they're just going to sweep the day. But... I'm just saying I wouldn't I'm not betting the cloud nine sides in this one. No way in hell. There's a chance that yeah, there's a chance that all that pressure mounts up and it just boy we've seen it before. I'm just I, I'm I'm concerned. This is when you have everything to lose like that, man, that can that can put a lot of pressure. and Golden Guardians are the opposite. Nobody thinks Golden Guardians are gonna do anything here. They're gonna they're gonna come out, they're gonna throw the kitchen sink at this. They might try some cheesy shit, like and I've I've heard nothing but good things about Golden Guardians backstage setup too, as far as like their their team culture and things like that. So I wouldn't be surprised Dude. if the backstage culture there is very much like we've got nothing to lose. Let's let's enjoy ourselves. Go out there, play some fun yeah. stuff, play some good picks, some crazy. And that picks. loose that so it's, 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 it's that it, yeah. looseness versus like the tightness factor, right? Like that's literally like these are two polar opposite teams. Golden Guardians are playing with house money. I yeah, really do I think this could turn into like a weird series. Like this could turn into like some weird three-two slugfest that Cloud Nine eventually win. But like, yeah, I kind of feel like the three-two makes more sense. Yeah, I might even bet <laughs> game. What's the, what's the over three and a half games? Uh, do you have that yeah, anywhere? I can take a look one second. Um, I usually hate map total overs, but I really think there's a there's a chance. It's minus one fifty-six on the over three and a half. That's a decent. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet the minus. I'm gonna bet that for okay. sure. Minus one fifty six. I think it's going to four yeah, games at I, least. I, so, I I just think don't underrate that pressure, man. Like that's real. That's a very real thing. Like everything. I mean, yeah, sticks versus Ben. Oh, <laughs> How could I put what a bet a great, in? What a great bottom lane series, right? Sven's gonna get two more Penta kills in this series to go up to eight on his career. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, a much more interesting match. I, I don't know, man. I don't even want to say that because that match could end up being interesting. I really, this is like strong gut dude. Gut, this is a gut feeling that I think Golden Guardians are gonna. I think the pressure is gonna get Cloud Nine at least one or two of these, and Golden Guardians are gonna steal a couple. I, I just, just something tells me, man, it's weird. I like that a lot, and yeah just don't underrate that nothing to lose versus everything to lose like this is it like this is cloud nine season and and golden guardians like i said nothing nothing going on so 100 thieves minus 118 on saturday against evil geniuses minus 102 this is a great series i think great series. does anybody not think these are the two best teams in the lcs like i think they're a cut above everyone else yeah, I'm interested to see what happens with Liquid here. Yeah, now that they've got the lineup a little bit more solidified yeah. and stuff, but I, I have Cloud Nine and TSM a, a grade below these two for yeah. sure. I think it's I think these two are your your cream of the crop, like your S tier in the LCS, and I think I mean you, Liquid are maybe in that that in between zone, but yeah, I'm with you. Otherwise, uh, I think EG are better team. 
I, I think they should be the favorites here, but I do think this is pretty close to an even money series. So, like, I'm probably just going to pass on this. I'm probably going to be EG or pass. I don't have a strong lean either way yeah, on this should series. Just be a good series. Uh, this is a decent spot for the double minus one and a yeah. half. I mean, you're only avoiding a game, a five game series, which is possible, but in reality, that doesn't go to five as often as people think it goes to five. Yeah. And you get plus one sixty two and plus one eighty, so it's pretty decent numbers if it if it goes below yeah, five. I, I think I'm going to be on EG here, but I got to do more research on it. Because like, I I do think EG are the best team, and I think they should probably be on the other side of this number. But I like that approach as well. Um, over I again like I hate map total bets, but this is one of those those spots where I could see an over three and a half, even if it's super juicy. I, I don't think either of these teams going to sweep, right? There's a slim chance of that. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I don't feel like it's going to be a, a 3-0, but you never know. I mean, like we said, it doesn't – just because the teams seem close in skill, it doesn't always exactly. play out that exactly. way. Exactly, which is why most of the time, unless you've got like a – unless you have a narrative angle to it, like an ang- like, a, like an angle that you're, you're, you're specifically looking at, mathematically, map total overs and unders are, are minus EV, like basically always. So if you're betting map total overs, you should – like nine times out of ten, you should be on the underdog, plus one and a half or plus two and a half, or outright. That, that's like what ends up happening is like you, if you just do the math on it, most of the time, like you're just paying too much on on the map totals. You're better off playing it through a different medium. So, uh, but I think if you have a specific angle on something or narrative that you that you think is has carried some weight, like in the last match, I think it's reasonable. In this match, I think it's probably reasonable. Just take a quick look at that number real fast. I mean, you have to lay two seventy eight, but I, you know, what what's that? Two seventy eight is what sixty eight percent, something like that. Let me do some quick math. Like, I think this goes over seventy seventy three and a half percent. Do you think you get twenty eight and a half percent of the time? There's a sweep. I don't think it's it's a sweep twenty eight percent. It's probably less than that. So I think that's reasonable. Um. Sunday, 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 we've got TSM. We mentioned this. We're going to talk about it. TSM plus 132 against Liquid minus 159. So, obviously, this is a little bit weird because we kind of have to handicap a clearly different Liquid with a very small sample size. And we kind of pointed to the fact that TSM are probably going to be the number one seed as dog, and they're going to be dogs in a lot of these games. And that looks like it's being that's it's going to be the case. This is a weird one, right? Like, I really wish Liquid wasn't minus one sixty. Yeah, I do think they're a favorite, but minus one sixty is like pretty heavy. It's number. so weird to me because, like, I actually, I, I really do just think Liquid. Like, we have to look at everything with this roster. Like, I'm, I, I hate throwing stuff out, but the fact that they treaded water with all the roster changes, and now that they're back, and they, they looked great last weekend. They looked really, really good. They, like, completely smashed Cloud9. That series was not close. One close game, right? They, like, completely steamrolled Cloud9. Now, I think Cloud9 are probably overrated. Do you agree with me there? Yeah, But they're not a bad team, and they got destroyed in that match. So, I'm, like, (laughs) I might actually lay lay the money with Liquid here. Yeah, if I'm going to bet this, it's 100% going to be Liquid Moneyline. I think Liquid's a sizable favorite in the matchup. Yeah, I think so. That's a, 
so weird how fast that turned, right? But you have to talk to your, like you have to think about it, right? Like going into this, we and we said this last week. We'll just reiterate it here. Going into the season, looking at this liquid roster, they were one of the favorites to win the split, even with EG. Like we, nobody was this high on EG. Like Josh was high on him. I don't think he was like win the split high on them, right? Even with everyone assuming Hundred Thieves was going to be good, which I think we all did. Liquid were still going to be probably the co-favorites, maybe the favorite outright, right? I'd have yeah. to go back and like listen to our pre our pre summer show, but I'm pretty sure we all had Liquid winning this Liquid or Cloud Nine winning the split or Hundred Thieves, right? Like, yeah, I had Liquid and Hundred Thieves were my two teams. So you have to remember that, like, yeah, there was some turmoil, there was some weird shit happening. It's still not the same, you know, Jat left and all that stuff, but like, this is still a stacked roster. Like these players are just really damn good and they're playing really well right now. So. I think you need to just throw all the other stuff out, treat treat what you've seen with this roster iteration, and, and that's it. So uh, I think I'm going to be on Liquid here, as wild as that sounds. Yep. I, 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 if I bet it, it's going to be Liquid Moneyline. All right. Uh, let's quick look at um, outrights for the LCS, and then we'll do pick of the week. Uh, so outrights for the LCS. Liquid are now the favorites, plus 200, TSM plus 250, Cloud9 plus 400, EG plus 400, the 100 Thieves are plus 400 as well, Immortals 50 to 1, Dignitas 100 to 1, Golden Guardians 200 to 1. So... Yeah, I'm not in love with any of these lines. I like the line I got at the beginning of the season on 100 Thieves at plus 1,000. At the moment, I'm not really in love with any lines. Let me see. I bet Liquid, or I bet EG... Last like earlier this week, but I'm gonna take a look at what number I got. Cause I'm pretty sure I got a better number than this. Yeah, I got 500 on Liquid, which is good enough for or not on EG, not Liquid. So I fired on that. Um, I have a hard time seeing them not getting to the finals. Like I could see them losing this match and then going through losers bracket. So I'm just gonna take an opportunity to either just take profits on that when they get there. But I could see a case for 100 thieves. Same deal. I just bet both of them. Like, I think that's reasonable, yeah. too. The numbers are just so much lower now, and, like, if you bet preseason, there was, like, a 90, you know, there was an 80% chance your team was going to yeah. make the playoffs, and now we're at the beginning of the playoffs. So nothing has changed as far yeah. as, like, if you were, unless you were betting on CLG or uh, FlyQuest, <laughs> nothing has changed from nothing has changed from preseason, yeah. and your odds are way worse. So I just Well, they're, they're just, they're, they're more lopsided, now. basically. Like the actual like the hold is is roughly the same. Like you usually get like a twenty five to thirty five percent hold on these. I think this one's like twenty seven when I did the math for it. So you you have to have a certain break even point where you think a team is more likely than the rake plus their implied odds to win, or the rake divided by the number of teams plus the implied odds. So um, I took EG futures at plus five hundred. Four hundred is probably close to where I wouldn't mess with it. It seems weird that the 100 difference like that, but it adds up. Um, and like I said, we, we've talked about this a lot in the Discord, but like the way you do these is just do a parlay of the hypothetical lines, and that's how you can kind of figure out where, you, where you'd want to go with these if you're going to play them. Um, all right. Pick of the week. Uh, last week we only had – we have two pending from last week. So John's parlay – G2 money line, EG money line is still pending. EG covered uh, covered their leg for you, uh, and the obviously the G2 to win summer from the listeners is still pending as well at plus two twenty five. Uh, Chris lost EDG money line against Fun Plus, and I won Liquid money line against 
um, Cloud Nine. After almost talking myself out of it last week, so I guess we'll take we'll, we take those, <laughs> I guess, right? Uh, this week, where are we going for pick of the week? I'm parlaying again. Vince. Okay, it's going to be we minus one and a half, and the liquid money line against TSM. We get plus one ninety five on it uh, for two things that I think are are pretty likely to happen. All right. So, all right. Um, Josh is playing the Vitality Fanatic series. Uh, he put map one under thirty two minutes, which I like. Um, I like that for basically the whole series, so I think that's a pretty reasonable spot as well. I think I'm gonna go to the LCK and back Genji over Nongshim. So I like that one more than I like T1 to sweep Hanwa. Hmm. No, we'll go. I also like the EG money line as well. No, we'll go. We'll go. Parlay, What's up? Is it parlay it, sir? I could do that. Yeah, we'll go with Genji minus one hundred five against Nongshim. I think that's my favorite spot on the board this week. I like that quite a bit. I think that's my favorite spot on the on the board for the week. Um, the listener pick of the week is from Big Kev. He likes. <laughs> I gotta read. I gotta read the tweet because there's context to this one. Uh, so uh, we weren't sure if Josh was going to be able to make it with the the airport internet connection. So uh, Big Kev at Kilometer Kevin on Twitter uh, said, uh, in honor of Robert number forty five not being there tonight, I'm doing the J Rob Donkey play of the week. Call <laughs> life plus one forty five against Afrika. So there we have it. Um, not feeling too great about that listener pick of the week. I'm not going to lie. That might not uh, be great, but who the hell knows? The last week in the LCK <laughs> is pretty wild sometimes. So I will not, I'm not going to put this week's into the sheet yet. I will put these once these pendings are done and um, we'll take a quick, quick peek at how we're doing. And then we'll get on out of here um, with those not included. We are plus 5.3 units, 5.4 units on the year. Uh, for the main cast, the listeners are plus four units, and uh, individually, I'm minus three point five. John's plus three point five. Josh is minus one point five, and Chris is plus six point eight. Chris is killing it this season. Monster average ROI for the season for the main cast is a shade under six percent. So still still doing it right after a, a, just a brutal we had a br- if you look dude we had an absolutely brutal run in like the beginning of the season we were just getting smashed but stand the test of time you keep grinding out your edges keep comeback. grinding out your edges that's what it's all about right all right i think that's going to be it for us this week we're going to get out of here um thank josh for trying to get here through the internet connection i hopefully that was wasn't too unintelligible. Most of the time it was pretty fine, so I think we'll be okay. Um, Serious dedication. Yeah, Appreciate absolutely. it. Absolutely. And I think we're going to get on out of here for the week. So uh, enjoy the playoffs this weekend, and we'll be back at you next week. Talk to you later.
Gold Card podcast opening theme is Clouds by Harvey and the Hendersons. The closing theme is Wasp in a Hat by the Tea Club. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to never miss an episode. Oh.